Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Naming the Universe for Children. It's actually an excerpt from my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. If you have the opportunity to name the universe for a beginning speaker, how should you approach this noble task? We shall begin this exploration by understanding how young children build their vocabularies. When children learn new words, they move back and forth, from the outer world in which each word is introduced, to the inner world of their own mind, where the word is savored and filed away. After hearing a new word, A young learner must shut down the outside world and withdraw and go inward to digest and store that word. Unfortunately, this solitary phase has the same features as a shame response. In order to learn new words, children must use this mechanism without letting it collapse into a feeling of isolation or abandonment and shame. Children who delight in their surroundings, who feel safe and have a good language coach, can easily avoid this problem, and they go on to build rich vocabularies. But children living in stressful surroundings do not feel safe. They must remain vigilant and may be surrounded by arguments and meager language coaching as well. These children may not be able to stave off this shame response. For them, vocabulary building would be so unpleasant that they would settle for just enough words to get by. Many research studies point to the great value early childhood language programs have for these children. Now we're going to take these programs one step further and consider what the most elegant coaching skills for naming the universe might be. The first skill, cultivate authentic speech. Young learners are just beginning to learn how breath and speech come together, so they will be copying not only what you say, but how you say it. You can give new words a special magic by speaking authentically. Authentic speech is actually an aerobic exercise. You're becoming a poet for the child, breathing life into each name you give. As adults, we may have almost forgotten about the power of naming, but a remnant still exists for all of us. When proud parents show us their newborn, we never ask, and what have you labeled your baby? We ask for the name And then we listen carefully to how they speak the new child's name. This is Marissa Elizabeth, or Javier Luis, or George Adam, or Nita Camille. And from those sounds, we catch a glimpse of their regard for their baby and perhaps a hint of their baby's destiny. The second skill, attend to voice tone. What do music teachers and kindergarten and first grade teachers all have in common? After decades of listening to teachers, I've noticed a consistent pattern. Their voices are almost always more lyrical than their colleagues. We would expect music teachers to have lyrical voices, but somehow elementary principals consistently place classroom teachers with the most lyrical voices in kindergarten and first grade as well they may be intuitively sensing that these are the voices that will help the young learner fall in love with school. Other factors matter as well. Facial expressions play a part. 
Even blind infants can sense the warmth in the voice of a smiling caregiver. Thoughts can also influence our tone of voice. If we have an angry thought in the back of our mind, the young child will pick that up and may even tell us, that's not a very nice tone. The only solution is to clear those thoughts before repeating what we were saying. They can't hear the words when the tone is so harsh. Avoiding tone altogether is no solution, however. It's the tone in our voice that teaches about feelings. A flat, monotonal coaching voice fails to teach children how to notice the feelings of others or to express their own feelings. These varying tones play a key role in teaching them how to understand others and cultivate empathy. The third skill, be aware of mood and intention. As we speak, we actually teach young children how to breathe. If we are inspired about life, they learn to inspire or breathe in joyfully. If we are depressed and breathe irregularly, they entrain to that and become depressed too. Moods can be very contagious, and for babies with depressed mothers, this can be a problem. The fourth skill, become a kid talker. My new teacher talks like a grown-up. She's not as good at talking to kids as Miss Williams was. What if she says a word I don't know? This child voiced the fears of many kindergartners and first graders who see grown-ups as being in one of two camps, either purely grown-up talkers or able to shift from grown-up to kid talk. By kid talk, it doesn't mean using baby talk at all. It just means that the adult is gifted at putting information and stories and explanations in words the child can understand. Listen to gifted kindergarten and first grade teachers talking to their classes if you ever get the chance. Very likely, their great success is due in part to their outstanding ability to do kid talking. And the last skill, know when to talk and when to be silent. If you've ever tried learning a second language, you quickly learn how to say, speak more slowly, please. And you can only take in so much talk before your ears become exhausted, and you can no longer process what they're saying to you. Young first language speakers have the same needs. Using too many words overwhelms them. Speaking too rapidly confuses them. But it's also possible to offer them too few words. Appalachian mothers tended to speak very little as a culture, and their children would enter school with minimal language skills. However, once these mothers were encouraged to talk more to their infants and toddlers, the children improved dramatically in language development and were much more successful when they reached school age. So if you ever have the privilege of naming the universe for a young child, I hope you'll take these ideas to heart. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com.